God believes I'm up for the challenge. He's not gonna give me anything that I cannot handle with Him because He, my God, always leads me in triumph. He will not test me beyond what I can endure because He is my strength. And in my weakness, He is strong. Hallelujah. If you feel stuck, the Lord has given us a way of escape out of every temptation. And one of the ways out of escape for us when we're feeling tempted just to leave our conversation with the Lord at just a line in the morning is the Lord's Prayer. He said, when you pray, okay, if you want to pray, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Why don't you say it with me? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So what's the big deal about the Lord's Prayer? Why are they fussing about it, whether we do it or don't do it in Parliament? And, you know, I, I remember my grandmother giving me a book about the Lord's Prayer when I was six. Make sure you teach your kids the Lord's Prayer. Some people get upset and think, oh, no, it's Old Covenant. It was pre-cross. You don't have to pray the Lord's Prayer anymore. Um, hey, I can't see Jesus giving us this glorious prayer and then saying, it's only valid for three years. <laughs> but when we understand the Lord's Prayer through the finished work of the cross, and we see the prophetic invitation into partnering with God through prayer, through this magnificent pattern, then we will allow it to become the key of escape for us out of any time that we feel stuck when it comes to prayer. So I went for my walk yesterday and I find sometimes it's easier for me, sometimes if I am feeling a little bit stuck, to get up and go outside and walk. So... Um, and you need to find your rhythm. You need to find what works for you. Some people, they are so good at four o'clock in the morning. And I mean, I know Deborah Visser, oh, she'll get up at 4 a.m. and like, fantastic. Not so much for me. Like four o'clock in the morning is my very best sleeping time. Like I, that's when I about get into a deep sleep. Like, and I know my rhythm. I've tried doing the set the alarm, get up early, pray thing, and God bless you amazing people that are able to do that. But I have, you know, gone to get, get on my knees, put my head on the bed, and 15 minutes later I wake up and go, oh no, <laughs> I fell asleep. You need to find the rhythm that works for you. Like for me, I get up in the morning, I take communion with the Lord, but I don't often have my long prayer time then because I want to get up and have a coffee or I wanna go and talk to the family before they head out and I've got things to do. So I'll have, my, I'll have a little touch base with the Lord as I wake up and then as I take communion with him in the morning, but then I'll have a, a time later during the day where I actually have some unhurried time with him. And it's good to find that. It might be um, during your lunch break. It might be 
after work you go for a walk with the Lord, or it may be before work that you, that you have a space where you designate time to seek the Lord. But as you go to seek him and you feel like, I don't have anything left to say, you can use the pattern of the Lord's Prayer to help you. And so we begin, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I just felt tonight, I'm just going to take you through how I use it as a springboard. So I'll begin, I'm walking in my garden, the birds are singing, picture it with me, hallelujah. And I'll begin to say, our Father who is in heaven, I thank you, Lord, I can approach you in the same way that Jesus came to you. And I can have confidence, Lord, that just as he had this intimate, personal, powerful fellowship with you, you, Jesus, through your blood, you have invited me to be able to address the Father with the same confidence that your Father and my Father, we, we have the same capacity to to talk with you father as Jesus did when he would spend time with you so thank you father God I worship you I bless you who is in heaven thank you Lord I give you all the thanks and all the glory your kingdom come our father who's in heaven hallowed be your name I begin to pray Lord let my life glorify your name today Lord, today, let all my actions, let all the things that I do, let my, let my thinking, let my interactions with people glorify your name today. Let your name be hallowed. It's not hello, hello God. It's hallowed as in glorified and lifted up. Let your name be glorified and lifted up today in my life. And Lord, for those people that I'm praying for, let your reputation be made known, where they believe lies about you. Lord, I'm asking for the, the, the name of the Lord, your name to be lifted up, that they would see you and be drawn to you. That as uh, as I lift them up to you today, I'm asking that your name would be hallowed in their life, that they would see that you are good. Lord, that you love them, that you would draw them to yourself. Lord, I'm asking in our nation that your name would be lifted up, that your reputation would be glorified. Lord, I pray that your reputation would be glorified in, in the lives of the people in our city, that people wouldn't think about you as an angry God that's distant and and. Uh, difficult to approach. But Lord, I pray that the truth of your name would be going forth. Lord, send forth laborers into the harvest. Let your reputation be known among my friends and relatives who don't yet know you. Let them begin to understand and know. Lord, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in their life. You get the idea. Hallowed be your name. Let your name be lifted up. Let my words and my actions and my motivations and everything I do cause your reputation to be glorious. Lord, let your reputation, Lord, be made glorious. Let your name, your name is your reputation. Let your reputation be known. Use me in my ministry, Lord, to help people understand how good you are. Lord, let everything I do hallow your name. Praise the Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. So, Father, I thank you that you guide me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Father, I thank you that you lay out the paths of righteousness for me. You, you, you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and you delight in his ways. So, Father, I thank you that you delight in the ways that you've set for me. Teach me your ways. Show me your paths. Guide me in the way everlasting 
as you promised you would. Lord, I thank you for righteousness, peace, and joy to be established in my family, in my church, in my city. Let your kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy prevail. Father, for where I have... Um, stepped off the path of peace. Lord, I thank you that you are my peace. And, and, you know, I begin to pray like this. Righteousness, peace and joy. Lord, where I felt a bit heavy, Lord, I come and I bring you my heaviness to the divine exchange table. I exchange it in faith for the, the, the garment of praise. Lord, you said I could do this. So I receive, Lord, the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Father, I thank you. In your presence is fullness of joy. So, Lord, I just come and I take of that fruit of the joy of the Lord in my life right now. Come and fill me, encourage me, strengthen me. Hallelujah. Righteousness, peace and joy, let it be. And I'll go and start praying for my kids. Lord, guide them in the ways of righteousness, peace and joy. Help them to make good decisions. Let their lives be filled with the peace of the Lord. You promised, Lord, that um, that great shall be the peace of my children. Lord, that when they have been taught, they will not depart from it when they are old. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you reveal yourself to them. I speak to the seeds that have been sown in the lives of my children and my family. You understand. Hallelujah. You need to be a little vocal if you're hearing me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is so faithful. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> So, Father, we say thank you that you guide us in the paths of righteousness. Your will be done. And at that point, I might just jump into tongues for a little bit Father, as I begin to pray. And I find myself doing this. Father, I pray for your will to be done in my children's lives. Now, pray for them by name, for Tom, for my leaders, for my partners, for the people in our church. I begin to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done in their lives. And because I don't always know all the things that God wants to do, I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. Intentionally praying with my mind for his will to be done in your lives. His will to be done in my children's lives. You know better than we do. Holy Spirit, your kingdom come. Father, I thank you that you guide them by your spirit. You lead them, Father, in the paths of righteousness. Father, your will be done in my ministry and the decisions I have to make. Lord, your will be done. Father, you open the doors that no man can shut. Father, I thank you that your will be done. Lord, that you give me awareness of what you want me to do and what you don't want me to do. Help me to be so aware, to lean on you to acknowledge you in all my ways and I declare your will be done Lord that you who've decreed it nothing can stand before your word so I declare your will be done in my life your will be done in my ministry hallelujah praise the Lord and you can go through and you, you'll find I'm doing this is the fast track but as I begin to do that, there's so many people, so many things, so many situations to pray about the will of God being done in their lives, about the kingdom invading, hallelujah. And it provokes you and helps you. Whereas previously, if you were feeling stuck, you might, you might not even get there, hallelujah. So this pattern is designed to provoke you as a launch pad to begin to ask the God of heaven who wants to help you more than you could possibly know to begin to partner with you to see his kingdom come. You see, he's given us the keys of the kingdom on the earth. And if we're quiet and we do nothing, then this banqueting table he's laid before us sits there and goes to waste. 
But as we come into agreement with heaven, as we begin to decree the will of God, and there are things in our lives that we know and understand to be the will of God. We know the will of God is that we prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. Why do we know that? It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. We know that it's the will of God. Hallelujah. That with long life, he'll satisfy us and show us his salvation. Why do we know that? Because it's in the book, in the Bible. Hallelujah. We can know as we're praying for someone to be healed. We don't have to know, oh, is it the will of God for them to be healed or not? No, we know it's the will of God because... It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. It's really clear. So when I know clearly what the will of God is, then I just begin to make decrees. Well, God, you said, you said you're our provider. So, Father, I thank you that you are providing for that family. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. You said you are our healer, that you heal all our diseases. You healed them all when you walked the earth. And, Father, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I declare healing over that life in Jesus' name. Begin to pray. The will of God be done. I pick up the will of God which is revealed in the Word of God, and I use it as a sword, a weapon that is mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. I don't want to make myself out to be some sort of great prayer warrior. I want you to understand that this is just normal Christianity. You are, this is available for you. Hallelujah. This is something you can do every day as you get up and go for your constitutional walk, hallelujah, or as you go and put your hands on the steering wheel, you can pray, hallelujah, you can find time to do this and God will help you, you'll be amazed at how it'll transform your life, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, I've got a lot more to go. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as you can see you get a bit carried away. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. Well, hallelujah. Man, I go to town with that one. And I begin to pray, Lord, you said, Lord, that you would provide for us everything we need. You said that there's daily bread for me. So today, and I generally begin with this, I thank you for a fresh word today. I thank you for the spiritual bread, the bread of heaven. Feed me. Feed me with revelation today. Feed me with a word from you. I want to hear from you. What are you saying to me? And the moment I ask, suddenly the Holy Spirit will bring a scripture to my remembrance. And when I get it, I want to remember it for, for the day. That, this is the daily bread today. This was a rhema word that he just quickened to my heart. I'm going to hold that as a blessing today from God. Praise the Lord. When I go and spend time reading the word of God, morning and evening, I like to open the Bible and read the Bible. I believe that you're going to feed me with daily bread. Hallelujah. Give me what I need, Lord, for um, all the things you're asking me to do. And I tell you, there's a lot of things I have need of. But thank you, Father. You know what I need before I even ask. And so, Father, I thank you and I begin to thank him for the provision. I begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord, that you provide everything we need for media. And I thank you, Lord, that we've got more than enough. I begin to call those things that be not as though they are. Oh, we got more than enough. We can do whatever the initiatives you drop into our hearts and we can pay for it. No problem at all for you are our provider. Thank you, Lord, for that provision. Hip, hip, hooray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're providing for everything we need. I pray 
And then I just get specific and go through it. You can imagine. Hallelujah. Fill in the, the gaps. It's for you to be a springboard. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. This is where some people get cranky. They say, you've already been forgiven. I know it's in the book. Hallelujah. He said, it is finished. But I believe that as I come to the Lord every day, I have an opportunity to maintain a tender conscience and come to the Lord and say, Father, is there anything that you want to convict me of? Uh, normally, I don't have to ask that question because already quickly I'm realizing, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. That was a bit arrogant or that was a bit judgmental. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, Father, have mercy on me. I thank you that you have already forgiven me before I ever committed it, but I acknowledge it to you. That was wrong and I want to grow. I want to learn. Help me, Father, to be more aware so that I don't do that again. That's what repentance looks like. Hallelujah. Help me to be... I, I love... I love this part of the prayer because it helps me in my conscience make sure that I have come before the Lord and I'm growing in every area of my life. I don't want blind spots. If I just go, oh, I don't need to talk about that, I need to tell God about my stuff, he knows everything. Yes, he does. But when I talk about it, then suddenly I become aware of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably could have said that in a more loving way. Sorry, God. Thank you, Father, for showing me that. Thank you, Lord. It's an opportunity for me to grow and become more like you. Thank you for your mercy. I grieve when I've grieved your spirit, but I thank you that you've already forgiven me. And, Father, I thank you for power now. Hallelujah. And, and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who sin against us. I also spend that time to, to make sure that I'm forgiving anybody that I feel like is letting me down. That's a, a debt that you might feel they owe you. Well, I feel like they should have been kinder to me, or I feel like they shouldn't have done this. That's a debt that I can forgive, hallelujah, that I can let go of just as God has forgiven me of all my debts, hallelujah. Lead us not into temptation. Of course God doesn't lead you into temptation. But I believe as we pray this, we're saying, Father, I'm asking, Lord, that you would help me to be very aware of the traps that have been set for me and help me. Holy Spirit, I need your help not to step into the traps. I need your help when I feel tempted to gossip or I feel tempted to get negative or when I feel tempted to get hopeless or whatever it might be. Lord, I'm asking you. I recognize where I've done that this week and I'm sorry, but now I'm asking next time that temptation comes my way, that you would remind me. I invite you to remind me of your word. I ask for your help not to get on that train of thought, not to, to jump into that pattern of behavior. But I thank you, Lord, that you make a way of escape out of every temptation. And once you get going, it's like you become a prayer warrior. Because there's so much you can do if you, launch, if you use this pattern as a gift that it's been given to us. Forgive us our sins if we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I had a little conversation with Tom this week because I was having a bit of a complaint uh, in my head. Uh, I was feeling a bit discouraged and thinking, oh, why is there always opposition? I would why didn't you, why didn't God just 
when Jesus rose again, why didn't he just like press the stop button? And like, so that we don't have to have any more opposition. That would have been better, I reckon, if we could just have no more opposition from that. I don't understand. Why do we have to have opposition in this life? There's been so many things that have happened in the world. Anybody know that train? It's got uncomfortable seats. Hallelujah. You don't want to get on that, sit, that train. It leads nowhere good. So I'm having this, and I said to Tom, why didn't Jesus just press a stop button at <laughs> the resurrection? And then I felt like the Lord just gave me a thought. And I thought about my son, Joseph. He loves to play basketball. He, in fact, he loves to play basketball so much, he plays basketball three times a week. He's very good at it. But when he goes to play, it's like every time he goes, they have opposition. They have another team that resists them from getting the ball through the hoop. And why do you actually voluntarily engage opposition? You pay, in fact, to compete against opposing teams. Why? Because when you win, it's really good. Hallelujah. When you have a, a football match or your state of origin, hallelujah. Um, it's much more fun if there's a team to beat. If there was no opposition, and I began to think about it. You know, in, we've got all of eternity to live unopposed. But we, the Bible says this life is like a breath. Just a breath, a blip in eternity, a tiny little breath. You might not feel like that when you're walking through a whole lot of difficulty and opposition, but it's, it's tiny compared to eternity. And we have this tiny little opportunity to experience opposition and experience the glory of triumph through faith. Hallelujah. Thank God who always causes us to triumph. It may not look exactly like you want it to be, but I tell you, the Bible tells us that the, the triumph and the glory of it is actually that we've had faith in the midst of it. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's just great. I just gave you the score. Hallelujah. Yay. Hooray. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Hallelujah. We got this little opportunity to have faith in the midst of adversity. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. What is it? Oh, I'm just trying to fight the good fight of faith. No, it is recognizing my God has already gone before me. In this world, there will be trouble, but thank God I'm going to take heart because he has overcome the world and with him I also have overcome the world. And I thank you, Father, that we gloriously, we get to win all the time. 
because we aren't even going to be touched by the second death. Hallelujah. We get to live in eternity with him forever. Praise the Lord. And in this life, we get to walk with him and see his victory manifest in the earth we get to fight the good fight of faith with the weapons of our warfare that aren't might aren't carnal but are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds and we get the joy of discovering what worship of him what fighting the good fight of faith actually looks like and there is great joy that you can find in it there is peace you can find in it i'm not i'm not belittling or underplaying the reality of the difficulties i understand to some degree adversity or difficulty and everybody does we've all faced difficult hard things but rather than going it's all so hard why is life so hard recognize hmm, god believes i'm up for the challenge He's not going to give me anything that I cannot um, handle with him because he, my God, always leads me in triumph. He will not test me be beyond what I can endure because he is my strength. And in my weakness, he is strong. Hallelujah. And I have this one who will be my help. D so, so I pray, deliver me from evil. Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that even as we go and we face difficulty, as we face adversity, Father, I thank you that I've, over I've overcome the world with you. Lord, that you've already already gone before me. And I thank you that even as stuff's coming against me in the name of Jesus, I pray and, and thank you that you would deliver me from this evil for you have promised me that you will deliver me from all my fears, that you are the one that delivers me out of all my troubles. Hallelujah. Doesn't mean that they don't come, but when they come, don't be passive about it. Begin to Pray, deliver me from evil, just as you said you would, Lord God. You said you're going to deliver me out of all my troubles. This looks like trouble. Thank you for the deliverance. What's that going to feel like? What's that going to look like? You've already conquered this. So, Father, I thank you that you remind me your Holy Spirit has given me the anointing and the tools to be able to speak to this mountain and see it move. And in this life, I get to use the weapons of your warfare. I get to use, Lord, the faith of Jesus Christ to speak to mountains and see them moved so that I can glorify God and know and declare that he is faithful. I can worship him when I can't fully see or fully understand. I get to use what I know I have and glorify his name. And we're going to talk about this in eternity forever. I remember when. Hallelujah. I want to close today's program by leaving you with this thought. The Bible talks about the key of David that opens doors no man can shut and shuts doors no man can open. What was this key? This key is intimacy with God. David developed it when he was out with the sheep as a young man. He learned how to connect with the Father. And knowing that, saw him through some incredibly difficult seasons. And in that time, he didn't lose hope. Psalm 27 says, I would have lost hope had I not believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That faith came from a connection that David had that couldn't be shaken. 
God wants you and I to have that same connection that trusts him. If we come to him in repentance, he will forgive us. If we go to him for help, he will provide and that God is for us. He wants you to know his precious love and he wants you to develop an ever increasing glorious connection with the Lord. God doesn't want you praying as an orphan, hoping that someone's hearing. He wants you to know and have confidence that he is your God, that he loves you, that he wants to talk to you and that he loves to hear your voice.